0: I just I don't have it. I do not have it today, boys and girls. I uh the old Capmeister that you've all come to know and love. Uh, the old Capmeister took two solid days off, and I just watched movies. I got my movie. Actually, you guys could see it. I don't know if you if you ever see it in the uh, background, but I got my movie collection. And there were movies that I had bought uh, after seeing the movie in the theater. I'm like, I want to own that, Lost in Translation being one of the key ones. I haven't seen that since it was in the movie theater, a very young Scarlett Johansson. And uh, made me realize that, Clary, you bought these damn movies to watch them at some point later. And I have pushed myself this entire life. To go, go, go. No, we don't need to move. No, no, no. It's all go work, 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 work. And um, there were a bunch of movies. Uh, Tears of the Sun, another one. I didn't watch that one. I can't watch that one. That's a very dark one. Uh, Blood Diamond, not to go on the African kick again. Uh, What did I watch? I watched 12 O'Clock High, The Eagle Has Landed, Casino Royale, Sherlock Holmes, Games of Shadows, what else did I watch? And I and I, and I uh, for once I didn't have any guilt. It was nice not having any guilt because normally if I'm not doing something, I'm not uh, producing something, uh, then I feel bad. But I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have always tried to fit in five, ten, fifteen minutes here, and over the course of two decades of incredible efficiency. You're going to save years. Oh, you guys don't know how much time you waste. You have no clue how much time you waste. I talked to DT about this. He didn't like it too much, but it's true. It's true. It's like I always try to shave off seconds, try to shave off minutes. I am in the line, am I waiting for Tilly Magoo here to get her fat, bloated, white woman ass out of my way so she could buy her trinkets and doilies? Yeah, well, I'll be on the internet. I'll, I'll, I'll make a tweet that might sell. I'll come up with a clever meme. I'll retweet a clever meme. I'll steal somebody's meme and I'll tweet it out with an attachment to my asshole consulting site and I'll make some money. I'm always making money and hustling. And when you always have these minutes, uh, what it does is uh, time is fungible, if that makes any sense. It's just whether you're going to be willing to use the power of economics to make it fungible, to d- condense it, to get the most amount of production out of each unit of your time, and then employ other people. You, oh, I'm, I'm paid $100 an hour in asshole consultant, but I'm going to employ somebody at $20 an hour. That's basically five hours of their time for every one of mine. You can actually transfer time. We can't do time travel, but you can actually metaphorically not go back in time but you could transfer other people's time to you by being higher skilled by being more in demand than the barista and that's how it goes. but I'm always trying to shave these myths and, and and I condense it and this is why I make good money. I'm a minimalist. this is why I've had the financial success I've had. But you lose it. You, you, you lose the purpose and meaning of life. It's not just to make more money and secure you, although that, that has been the battle of humanity for the entire time. I mean, hunger, we just solved, what, 150 years ago? <laughs> 100 years ago even, maybe, for some. Now we're all fat. But it was nice to take two whole days. might even take a third. Might even take a third. I don't know. Got a bunch of other movies. Have to watch the right one, though. I want to be in a relaxed mood. And so I did, and that's where I've been. Um, I can already tell by the asshole consulting emails I got and uh, the backlog. I just take two days off, and already there's a backlog. Oh, but it was nice. And it it was the guilt-free. It was allowing myself like, look, you saved yourself up over the past 2 decades. I'm not I'm not talking marginal. I'm not talking like, oh, I save 5 or 6% here. No. Given how inefficient most people are, I probably saved around 30 a third to half. I even so be so bold to say that I'm I'm twice as productive. I've i have uh, the the efficient. I can get by on half the the time to have the same amount of production and you you really see your time warp your life is warp and condensed like you did all this amazing production you saved you scrimped. and uh i think god yeah the past 48 hours was the first time i can ever remember forgiving myself to just sit and be a freaking bum <laughs> And it's a nice, it's a nice rainy day in the Twin Cities. I, uh, I may just go out and sit. There. I'm on the second floor of the apartment building, and then the third floor they got a, uh, they got a walkout or a patio above, which blocks the rain, so I can actually sit out, unless the rain's blowing in uh, from the east. Uh, I can just sit out there, and rain will fall in front and. Think the old captain might just just take a breather. Just take a breather. Old captain's been uh I think I got defeated. I think uh, after the past god about three or four months where I've been throwing myself in all these projects and trying to like sell the house, get a new apartment. Buy property in South Dakota. Build in South Dakota. I've, I've just found out the rest of the world is not going to operate at that speed. They're not going to be willing to go "quote unquote" the speed of Clary, which I've written about before. And I'm not arrogant. I'm not cocky because there is a speed of Clary, and it's superior to every fucking normie could Me and inferior out there, I will challenge. I will. I will blow anyone who challenges me out of the water in terms of my speed in production. But it takes a toll. Uh, it does indeed take a toll. And uh found that out. And so uh, a little bit of that, a little bit of like, God, I haven't watched this movie since I saw it in the theater. The old Capmeister uh, decided to take two days off. I'm taking three days off. Probably today. I think I'm going to take today off too. Technically, I'm not because I'm podcasting for you assholes. Um. Uh, now I got some asshole consulting to do. Can you guys send me some good ones? Can you send me some good ones? I had a oh wait wait where'd it go? Did I have it? Oh God I'll bleep it! Did I delete it? Oh, it, a, a black guy emailed in. <laughs> he was responding. To an article I wrote on LinkedIn about uh, what a nightmarish, hellish nightmare uh, corporate America is going to be because women have taken over. It's no longer meritocracy, and their main advert. Once the millennials have entered in and Gen X, which is complicit in all this corporate virtue signaling, he's like, "Hey, you you telling us brothers to go take advantage of uh, uh, affirmative action?" He's like, "To what? Go work with a bunch of you know, psycho? uh, What's her name?" Who's the gal CEO of Facebook? Uh, Sheryl Sandberg? He's like, are you nuts? And the, and the, oh, God, I wish I had it. Where did it go? I don't see it here. He says, well played, Whitey. <laughs> well played, you win again. Ha, <laughs> 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 Dude, to the brothers out there, and this is just the brothers, any guy of any race but in the domain of affirmative action. Dude, you guys think you want to go work in corporate America with those broads and the leftist, feminist, Marxist bullshit? It is going to be a fucking psych ward. There's no fucking way you should go work in corporate America. And he knew it. He knew it. Hey, hey! You trying to sell? Him. I wasn't trying to sell him on it. I wasn't. I was just. I was just saying. <laughs> there's there's some truth to that, though. That the talent does go where the talent is. And uh, mark my words, boys and and and, and ladies. Uh, that is. Corporate America will cease to be a functional organ within the United States economy. It will be like a kiretsu. It will be like a Korean chable. Look it up. C-H-A-E-B-O-L. And not until there's a purge like there was in the late 90s in the Korean economy. That's how nerdy I used to be. I used to lead in that with a girl like, hey, do you know about Korean chables and their inefficiency? They're Frankenstein monsters. They're zombie corporations. Suck my dick. Didn't work. Um. You're, you're going to be... You're, there There is going to be... Well, well, Now, that's an interesting question. Let me think about this. The millennials and Gen Zers are completely programmed, especially you girls. You girls are... Absolutely programmed to dedicate your life to corporate America. You absolutely have to go there. You absolutely—that's that's the only purpose of you existing as corporate America in your career. I think as long as that religion holds, you will have uh, corporate America will have an endless supply of naive, uh, not self-respecting labor, and because it's all. About status and vanity. And it is also about politics. It's not about the bottom line. It's not about sustainability. That that word actually has meaning, my fine dear millennials. Sustainability, feasibility, possibility. Uh you guys will just and you'll turn it into a a political nightmare. You turn into this drama bullshit. But inevitably, the bills have to be paid, the lights have to be on, and unless there's profit, ain't nobody getting paid. Why do we go... We don't need profit. Let me explain to you... Oh, God. Let me explain to you... Why profit is not optional. Why you dumb Marxist leftist union slobs think jobs come from this... Jobs do not come out of the sky... They don't. I mean, if you tax the taxpayers and you steal from them and you enslave them, they can create make work government jobs, you know, like all you social workers have and teachers. Guidance counselors, diversity the, the reserve directors. That's all bullshit, and we know it, and you know it. You just know it. Deep down inside you will never admit it. But for those of us who work in the real world, <laughs> man, <coughs> man, <coughs> man, <coughs> man. Uh The origins, the embryo, the zygote of jobs begins when there's an entrepreneur who wants to make money. Then entrepreneur has his or her finite amount of time. They would like to, as I was talking about before, condense and and command Extract other people's time in the form of money, in the medium of exchange of money, to make them rich, of which that money would then be calls upon other people's time to make that person—I don't know—very happy, very well-fed, uh, driving sports cars, helicopters, whatever that, whatever that person, guy or gal, it may be. Uh, but they're not going to be the entrepreneur or the investor. That would be the people with the money saying, "Hey." We'd like to start this thing called Google. We'd like to start this thing called General Motors. And we think that if we expend a certain amount of our money, via uh, our time via money, uh, I could get more time back. I could get more money back than I invested. And in, in the process, also provide a very good service or trade or product that will benefit the consumers. But that's the embryo. Uh Miss Ocasio Cortez and all you other fucking dumbass broads who you truly are dumb. You, you are not you're not doing anything for feminism. <laughs> you're just making feel like holy shit, that's really dumb. Uh Because unless there is the opportunity for profit, you're not going to have these investors. You're not going to have these inventors. You're not going to have these entrepreneurs go on these endeavors. They're not going to borrow capital from the bank. They're not going to set up factories. They're not going to set up labs. They're not going to set up a restaurant, and they're not going to employ people. So unless Because think about it. Unless there's a profit... Unless there's a financial incentive for somebody to go and do it. And we're not talking financial. It really is time. Unless I have like a profit, I actually gain something from it. Why in fuck's name would I waste my time or my money running a money-losing operation? Then it's a charity. So it starts there, boys and girls. It starts there. Unless, Unless there is profit. Unless there is a reason for somebody to amass and uh, you know uh, line up the capital and the machinery and the labor to produce widgets, that person's not going to do it. He or she is just not. And you all, you're all so fucking stupid. We want guaranteed jobs. Why do you want guaranteed jobs? Guaranteed? You want government jobs? What? Do you know how sad of a statement that is to you? Because a government job, or like a guaranteed job, I got to dis- delineate between a guaranteed job and a government job, but, but it would come from the government. These people are burning. oh, we should guarantee jobs to everybody. What? For, for masturbation? To feel good about yourself? To know that it's a charity handout? Why don't you just take welfare? Here, dude, don't even dick around with the horse and pony show of you having a government job. All the fat black women in Washington, D.C., who are like leaders and managers and whatever at the different governmental organizations and they independent contract, all the real world work out to white men and Asian men. <laughs> what the fuck are you there for? What the fuck? Just go away. Just collect a government check. At least don't indignate us, if that's a word. Don't Don't do us the... Uh the indignation of playing patty cake and making believe you have a job, okay? Like you're doing anything fucking good. Academia, holy shit, that's been that way forever. The entire liberal arts, all the social sciences, oh my God, that's just a big masturbation fest. No one actually has ever worked a real job there in in decades. Well, I'm a professor. Oh fuck you're not. you're just a welfare bum and you're masturbating playing a professor. You're playing a smart person. You're not really smart. You're lazy. Actually, you're parasitic. And worse, you're egotistical. At least, again, the welfare bum just takes his check and goes the fuck home. The thief actually has to like risk his or herself against physical harm or injury trying to get your shit from him or from you. You professors, oh my gosh, you just have the government come in and tax people under the force of a gun and then you dare have the bravado to act like you're a professional? All you sociology professors, all, all, all all of the liberal arts has been nothing more than an ego employment masturbation fest. That's all you guys are. None of you have solved anything. Have you done jack-all fucking shit? God almighty, it could be said about most of the academia. I mean, what, maybe 10% of the professors out there in the actual sciences, medical world, maybe, maybe. Physics, engineering, business school, same thing. Oh, well. Um, oh, darn it. Let's go through some fan mail. This is going to be a really shitty Clary podcast, really shitty. Uh... Chef, we got some fan mail. Uh, Hi, Aaron, just want to let you know I purchased Your Worthless, the indispensable guide to choosing the right major for my son. He devoured it in one city and really liked it. He is not a big reader either, so that really says a lot. Yeah, I can, I can understand boys not wanting to read. They did a thing where they... uh they uh, tested the IQs and the intelligence. And people who are big readers are not as smart as you think they are. And the people who don't read are. <laughs> uh, this is from Frederick. Frederick writes, As much as I hate to give you give an asshole the pleasure of knowing I took his advice, I stopped worrying about meeting conservative women in Chicago. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, Mr., uh, very successful money bags um yeah he he you just you don't guys stop making women your purpose we talked about do you have a core or a soul if you have a core women will follow you if you have a, I'm sorry a core or a void and if you have a void you're going to try and fill it with women cuz that's the logical thing to do but if you have a core then women will follow you, or in theory. They really won't. Don't worry, guys. It's <laughs> it's that bad. Uh instead, I decided to focus on losing weight, losing weight, not giving a fuck. After doing so, I've lost almost 30 pounds and have sex with two different women. Congratulations there, boy. Even though I'm still in the process of becoming a true asshole like you, and my ballroom dancing skills are pretty paltry compared to yours. Well, keep keep at it, man. Uh you don't and here's the here's the great thing about ballroom dancing. You don't need to be a great dancer. Just, just the fact you know a couple steps and a turn or two, uh, you're already in the top one percent of guys uh, in, in that regard. Most men don't know how to ballroom dance, and the women's loves the attentions. They, they, they. There is a syringe store where women are just shooting up. They go. There's a line out of the syringe store where they can shoot themselves up with the attentions. And you are the dope peddler. You are the drug dealer. You are the Heron dealer. If you can be a ballroom dancer and you can give them the attentions, because I mean you've probably observed this by now in, in the handful of ballroom dance classes you've taken. Um, when you're dancing and you see this very clearly, I've talked about it before. The men are usually wearing a tuxedo or a black suit. The women are the ones all dressed up and dolled out, looking like a peacock. It is all and and all the the turns that you execute are showing off the woman. Oh, look, she turns and the skirt twirls and uh, there's a dipping and her legs go up in the air. Um, It's all about showcasing the woman. Um, So if you could just dip a girl halfway decently. (laughs) I was at a cigar lounge in Vegas and it was salsa night. They had salsa dancing. And uh, there was a gal and, and I'm, not gonna I'm I am single. I'm not single. I'm spoken for. I'm not single. But I I'm not like blind or dead either. I'm like, oh well there's a cute girl. Maybe I can ask her to dance. You know, gotta brush off the old dust and the rust and maybe see old Claire Meister still got it. So we, we saw, started salsa dancing <clears throat> and to show you how vile and that is the word um and weaponized women have become. Uh, this gal I salsa dance we're doing fine like well she's doing really good she knows how to salsa dance and I spun her and I, I tried to dip her oh my god she didn't like that oh she did not like that she started yelling me on the dance floor and you don't do that that's not nice she was foreign and I just oh okay see ya bye and I walked off the floor cuz oh my god you dipped a girl. Dip meaning you 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 lower the girl down with your arms. Um uh, I remember the days women would would woo. They'd woo. They they'd like that. But this one, she was younger, she was probably in her 20s. Oh, she, and she was foreign. That's the other thing. I'm like, "Holy shit, if the foreign broads are already pissed off about this, Fuck the American broads I'm not gonna Ooh. yeah if you can't dip a girl man what what's the point that's uh, even though I'm in the process of becoming uh, I'm happy at least I have you beaten height six foot one income hundred forty thousand dude you're tripling me on the income and one night stands eight yeah i haven't I have had very few one night stands I think I've only had one or two. Maybe only one. Um, yeah, I have had a shocking, shockingly few number of one-night. Well, maybe what, what qualifies it, though? I guess one-night stand in my mind is you're at the bar, you bring her home, you fuck her, and, and then she leaves. So I think that's only been two. Uh, but then there's been certainly some one-night performances where, you know, girl but we, we were dating or it was like the third date or she had she was on her way out uh, and we never talked again i don't know if that's a one-night stand since i'm turning 30 you have saved me a lot of money on full life coaches and help me <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey asshole consulting the cheapest life coaching you're ever It gonna- it is it is it's the cheapest life coaching you're ever gonna get Since I'm turning 30, you've saved me a lot of money on full life coaches and helped me become a douchebag working towards asshole. I will treat myself to another video request, and if you're ever in my city, I'll open a tab in your name so that you, me, and your other friends in my city can enjoy the decline while pounding down some rumplements. Thanks, asshole. Um, And that is from Fred. Thank you, Fred. I I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be joining you with the rumplements. But, yeah, Chicago's a great town. We'll come hang out there. We'll go get Elkins. Uh, I'm here. I'm just reading through <laughs> it. Kevin writes Hey, you McGreedy Jew bastard. Love the work you're doing. He's from USC. Uh, good good to hear from you, Kevin <laughs> Jew. I'm not even Irish anymore So sad, so sad uh, I got that one um... Hi Aaron, this, this came from when I was testing out all my emails uh, We brought the old email back up over at Asshole Consultant Hi Aaron, this is from Scott uh, your reply came directly to my inbox. I love your channel and your no bullshit straightforward advice. I'm constantly directing other guys to your channel so they have an opportunity to get their shit together and unfuck their life. Keep on keeping on, Cappy. Glad uh, to help with your email test. Kindest regards, Scotty. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And then this is the last one. James, hi there, asshole. I'm restra- responding to your latest video asking for help making sure your email works. I also want to let you know that I love your content and keep up with the rude bitch slapping that all the pansies in this world deserve. Sincerely, James. Thank you, James. Thank you very much. Um God almighty, what a bunch of fucking spam. I got spam. Uh, Why do you guys... Email? Guys, look. Here's the deal. Prices are only going to go up. I'm not your friend. Okay? I'm not your friend. I wish you guys the best. I wish everybody the best. I wish you... But I'm not your friend. Just because you use asshole consulting doesn't mean we're friends. Don't send me a bunch of fucking follow-up emails. Oh, this guy here. Oh, yeah. Oh! This guy, hey... Uh, this is from Eric. Uh, just so you guys know, I, um. Uh, so, uh, how not to become a millennial, which most of you guys are, but you guys are the good millennials, of which I have a caveat chapter explaining how not all millennials are like that, which is true. Uh, Namalt. Uh, and, uh, the cover I put together for the book, uh, They say it's free domain, but I don't trust it. I want to have, like, an actual picture, and I want to have a picture of millennials posing being douchey. The problem is Eric has sent a bunch of pictures uh, of actually some normal-looking millennials. None of them look dumb. Uh, They all look... Actually, you guys just look like a bunch of 20-year-olds having a good old time. Uh, The men are too masculine, and there's a funny gal there. Eric, I appreciate the fun. I, I need you guys to, like, go overkill, go into overdrive and dress totally douchey. Like, I need you to have a waxed mustache. Um, cause I could see that, yeah, you got some, you got some, uh, hair, facial hair. That girl's cute. You're all having a bunch of fun. You look like you're intelligent. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to, um, and These guys, yeah, you guys look like you all hit the gym or something, too. There are good millennials out there. There is. There is. Um, but he right, hi, Cap. He just saw your video and have decided to enter your little con- contest. The pictures from my friends that have attached to the email are millennial college students who all majored in music education and music performance. They don't look it. Uh, the great part of all is that they're all un- underemployed, working at Starbucks, slinging coffee. A few of them manage finding job, working as teacher in California, and some are doubling on their master's. One is tripling down with a PhD in music. Uh, also, thank you for writing the book Worthless and Curse of the High IQ. Worthless saved me from majoring in music, and Curse of the High IQ was has taught me that the reason I was a social outcast for my friends was because I, they were wrong and I was right. Good! Awesome! Glad to hear. Best of luck on your book. I'll be the first one to purchase it since it becomes available for sale, by the way, would it be possible to get a sign copy of your new book when it comes up? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to pay. I won't lie, guys. And I don't make money on sign, because I have to order the book, which means I have to pay for it and deliver it. Then I have to sign it. Then I got to go back to the uh, uh, the uh, post office, and I got to mail it back to you again. So it, it adds up quickly, and I, um, I hate it. I won't lie, guys. I, I really hate it. I'm flattered. But it's it's a royal pain in the ass. Uh, but Eric, yeah, I can't use your pictures because you didn't get permission from everybody. Like, this has to be a dedicated effort. Like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we we all agree to, to do that. Um. Oh, God almighty, how many email requests. Okay, that's not. Oh, Conk emailed me. All right. Not junk. Not junk. Report not junk. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, man, the Russians love emailing me. Junk. Junk. Oh, 17 emails. Oh, my God. Um, what we got here? 32 minutes, that's it. Hang on. Maybe I'll go get a tea. I've been binging on uh, <clears throat> Adam Piggott uh, recently because uh, in in addition to watching movies, When I go to sleep, I always binge on podcasts. And I'll do it, like, in in swaths. I won't, uh, I don't have, like, a a standard. I listen to this one. I listen, like, when it comes out, I'll listen to them all in one shot. Or I don't listen to them as they're released. But I will, like, just download and binge on. I listen to, like, four of them from Piggot. And, um, I, God, I hate, I hate, oh, God, yeah. It's the problem this is a problem with meeting good men then you got to actually admit they're good men but Pigot boy uh you guys can learn a lot from him now he's completely wrong about my wise decision uh to let my girlfriend dress me and and you could you could look if you guys are insecure if you're worried about your frame i just i'm just i'm supremely confident in my ability was like no you dress me dear i don't care I am your boy, Toy. Dress me however you want. I don't care. Uh, but aside from him being wrong about that <laughs> and, and him wrong about wanting to keep women enslaved uh, until they get married, where, where I'm like, well, don't you want to major in STEM? And they're like, no, no, we got to put them in, in whatever concubines and enslave them and entrap them and put them in chains. He didn't say that. I'm, I'm uh, being a little taking a little bit of liberty. Uh, But aside from his and my disagreements on that, the guy, God almighty, uh, you're not going to find another guy with a lot more mileage and and seasoning uh, than him. Not to say he's old. He's not old. He's older than me, but uh, listening to that podcast, and you boys would do very well uh, to tune into Adam Piggy. You can go to com. That's not even a, a promotion. That was just... I was listening to it. He was talking about, what was he talking about? Um, I listened to four of them. Oh, yeah, he was talking about how the girls in Maastricht are real good looking. Another thing where he's he's right, uh, technically, uh, that women are prettier overseas than they are here in the United States. But an American 10, yeah, an American 10. Um, is like a, a Maastricht 6, I guess. Uh, I guess the women are way prettier, way better looking, way uh, more feminine. Um, and boy, that, does, that just does sap the fucking energy out of you. <laughs> you girls want to know how to inspire men, you already know. Just be pretty. Be thin, be pretty, be nice. That's it. God Almighty, I was watching... What was it? Uh, In Harm's Way. Another movie I was watching. In Harm's Way. And uh, it had uh, John Wayne in it. And Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. And there was a... Uh, she wasn't pretty. She was not a pretty actress. Uh, but she was a, an actress nonetheless. And she was the love interest in this particular movie. Oh, John Wayne. And... She just helped him. You know, she just supported him. She was just nice to him. She made him dinner. You know, it's just like, lady, that gets you two, three points right off the bat right there. That was, that was, uh, and that's all gone now. That's all gone. Holy shit, is that all gone? I, it, it is an insult, I guess, for you women to cook for a man today. Holy shit. That is, I'm watching these old movies, and it's kind of like, not even movies, just the Andy Griffith show or whatever else, you know, these old black-and-white shows and, you know, uh, Rawhide, not Rawhide, what was it, not Ponderosa, Bonanza? No. What was the longest-running one? Had Miss Kitty in it. She was, um, the the, the gal's like the guy's. The girls actually, I know you girls, this is a foreign concept to you, but there was a time when women actually liked men. One might even say love. And they went out of their way, well, maybe not out of their way, but they were just courtesy enough to take care of the guys. Oh, I know Aunt B isn't a real character, but, I mean, she's always, like, feeding the boys full of food. Oh, God. What would it be like to have that? You boys aren't eating. Wow, 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 wow. It, you, you thought it, and that that was the other thing with Andy Griffith. I'm watching, there's been more than one episode where agency plays a huge role in several of the episodes of Andy Griffith. And you think, oh, Andy Griffith, this is a cute, quaint little, it is, but there's there's a lot more depth to it than you think. But there's been several episodes where Andy and Opie and even Barney Got to go out of their way to make it so that Aunt B feels like she has purpose and agency, and eh, not always, but usually it involves around food. There was the pickle episode where they had to eat all these horrible picker- pickles that Aunt B made, and um, and even there, Aunt B wasn't the main character. That was she was not the main point of the show there was another old lady who always won the pickle contest at the county fair and uh, Andy realized that if the store bought pickles this is going into too much of a detail of the plot but if that woman didn't win the pickle contest that's all she had in life because her husband died but he said that he loved her pickles so they sabotaged I think on peas. But Aunt B didn't care about the pickles. She was just happy that the boys liked eating the pickles, which they didn't, and they still sucked it up and ate the pickles anyway. Um, there was another one where... Uh... Yes, I rem- Okay, here's a funny one. Aunt B had to go visit her cousin, and Ope, she was all worried that Opie and Andy wouldn't be able to handle without it. Oh, you guys are helpless without me, da 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 so Opie and Andy thought they were doing the right thing, and they just cleaned up the house. They like really try to make sure they cleaned up the house, and they cleaned up the kitchen, and made da da da. And then Andy really he had he had the couth, he had the wisdom to realize, holy crap! When she, when she gets back, she's going to realize that we don't need her. Technically, we love her, we want her here. She plays a vital role, but it would be devastating if she came back here and everything was clean and so the last part of the episode is Andy and Opie messing up the whole house <laughs> so I went on oh my goodness you boys you don't know. <clears throat> and it's true it's true there was a time and a day that women derive value from helping out you boys and helped out. and not today not you, boys. That was like two generations ago. The baby boomer women, hey, they had to go, come on, baby, light my fire. They had to go work their shitty-ass jobs. The millennial girls, holy shit. I've never seen a generation so obsessed with a career. I've never seen a generation so obsessed with working. Um, But there was a time where men and women helped each other and, um, uh, the women actually loved the boys. They actually uh they took care of the boys. And you could see it. You could see it in, in the Andy Griffith show, but there's there's other episodes. There was what was it? Uh The Guns of Navarone. Uh there's the Greek gal, she brought him food. Um, it it, it happened. It, it it's there. You could see it. Cause what's gonna happen? Let me tell you what's gonna happen. <clears throat> I will tell I will tell you what's gonna happen now. They are going to try to repaint the 50s as this oppressive, divorce-ridden, diseased of a generation, and that there was no niceness or kindness, and that men were beating women daily, and we did, we did, it was the daily beatings, that's all we did was beat women back then. They cannot let the 50s stand. They, They simply can't. So any of these old-time movies and shows, I think like the Bugs Bunny cartoons where they're you know, a little bit too risque or there may have been a racial thing, um, they're going to go away. You're not going to see uh, women supporting men. Uh, well, you don't see that today, uh, but I'm saying that's going to be expunged from the, uh, the TV land, made TV historical record. Uh, that That will be purged. Where Aunt B made Opie and Anthony, you know, an apple cobbler or something like that, and then that way they could say women never did. And God Almighty, it it was—it's so telling that that you knew that that was part of the plot that they put it in there so people would appreciate it. Andy Griffith's show was very popular because it spoke truthfully about the human people, the human condition. And women at one time wanted to actually kind of take care of the... Oh, my God, the women are doting on the men. They're like taking... Now, sometimes, though, Andy got in trouble he, uh, with his girlfriend. He, he she, I like that, too, because she'd come in and she'd set him straight. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, you see women being part of the team as opposed to waging war on men, which is what it is today, I just, its just foreign, man. It's just foreign. You go there, and 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 they're, they're, these gals are like making pies and things. I remember this too. When my grandpa, my grandpa, he lived over in uh, Minnesota, and um, a small little town. I won't mention where. And um, he he was a bachelor. He he uh, got divorced. I don't know at the age of forty or something like that. But here he is, World War II vet, and uh, he, he made some good money. Uh, not a lot, but enough, enough for, certainly for a bachelor. And all these gals in town were bringing them vegetables that they grew in their garden. They brought them pie. They bought them this. They bought them that. And all these gals wanted a piece of my grandpa's dick. That's what it boiled down to. <laughs> they all wanted a piece of my grandpa. And God bless him. God bless him. Was he a great man? Greatest man I've ever known. I've known some great men. Greatest man. And uh, they did. They did. They they would they would show up at my grandpa's place and they'd make him food. They bring him food. They try and bribe him with the, through the stomach. And they took care. Of, they they even had him mowing. For God's sake, he had him doing groundskeeping. Oh. God. And, you know, I'm a little six-year-old kid. I don't know what's going on. But in hindsight and through my father, I realized, like, oh, yeah, he he was neck deep in, in old tail girly-girl, uh, World War II generation pussy. He was... <laughs> and girls like guys back then. I guess they did. They, they, they liked it. They liked men. And that was their natural state. That was the natural state. you support the guys. you support the guy. Oh I know nagging has been with us since the time of early age I know that but it you, you can see it in in other words, what I'm saying is the old shows are not. Too idealistic. I mean, they they are fiction, and they do want to make it seem like, well, everything's just fine here on the prairie over at Rawhide. Like, eh, the Indians probably killed you, and maybe raped a couple gals too. And uh, but you watch these old shows, and you could just see, you know, as it was a King of Queens. Oh, with that obstinate bitch who actress-wise is fine. I'm I'm not criticizing the individual, but. The character she played, oh my God, uh, everybody loves Raymond oh could you could you just help a guy out? <laughs> could you just not be a great a kuanta, Could you just support us? Maybe we go out in the field, you, you, you cheer us on, huh? Is that possible? Nah. <clears throat> I wonder if that's what happens when women get to be old and become grandmothers. Then they become like super nice. They want to just take care of the children. Then they're like, you know, I, I, I'm very curious with the baby boomer generation where the women are now grandmother age. They are. But are they really grandmotherly? Because my grandma, God bless her, is still alive. Uh, technically, not my grandmother. She's my. Uh, she married my grandfather when I was five. Because uh, my other grandma died at forty-nine, so I got like five years left. Um. And God, and she's a saint too. She's very grandmotherly, but you don't see that with the grandmothers of the baby boomer generation. I mean, there's still a lot of them are still like, oh, it's our time. There's like this dating site, Our Time. Like it, it, it's for old, washed up baby boomers. It's over. It's over. Hang it up, ladies. Take that 1980s leopard dress you have, or that tiger dress you have with the gold sequin. It's over. I don't see that much in the baby boomer women. There's not that grandmotherly thing. It's just while well, you're you're an older middle aged woman, I I guess is the best way to put it. It's uh, you're not you know you're, there's not that grandma. Oh, you guys know I had one good grandma and one bad grandma, and uh, I don't really like to talk about the bad grandma, but the good grandma who is still alive today, by the way, God bless her. I mean, just, just the quintessential grandma. Just the most wonderful woman on the face. And she's sharp, and I've bragged about her before and everything like that. So, but I've I, I just, and, you know, she she's fast. Oh, she's shifty, man. She's very fast. Like, I tried to cover the bill one time, and she, you're not buying that. And she she gets it. She's like ninja-like quick. Very fast for a 93-year-old one, 92. 92-year-old woman. And, uh. She, she just paid that bill without me even getting a shot at it, and uh, okay. <laughs> so, but aside from her speed by which she can whip out her credit card, um what do you want? Oh, give me a hug, da, da, da. She's a grandma, an actual last certifiable grandma. Does anybody else have that? Anybody else get a grandma? You millennials, your grandma, the baby boomer grandmas—is that it? I know, I know uh, another grandma. She's a hot grandma. She's <laughs> if they're listening, which I don't, uh, but I I always joke. As a friend of my friend's mom, uh, me and the guys were all like, "Dang, Mrs. So and So is pretty good looking for a fifty-eight-year-old broad," <laughs> and she was. I think she's sixty-something now. And uh, her husband, he, I think he appreciates it because all these young guys are like, "Hey, how you doing, Mrs. C? Hey, how are you? Yeah, I, oh no." And then our friend, who's of the female persuasion, she's like, "Why are you all hitting on my mom? What about me? It's like well, your mom's got it going on." <laughs> but okay, aside from her, she's she's one of the few uh, grandmotherly. Uh, Oh, she's got she's got class though too. She's got class. Uh she's a baby boomer grandma who's also grandmotherly. But even for her age, I got I got to tip my hat like dang. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'll uh, uh she, she and we I think I think she well, I know she eats. it. She eats it up when, when us guys will we, we flirt with her. And she did and like, "Oh my god." And they love it. Deep down inside, those girls love it. They love being flirted with. I even saw this when I was teaching dance classes. It wasn't that hard. Oh, standard strategy, 101 strategy. So you're in a a dance hall. There's like a a band and there's people dancing. This is ballroom dancing, but it doesn't exist anymore because the environment is not there. And it may be different across different parts of the country, but I'm just saying. You never, ever ever walked up to the cute girl you wanted to bang. You never asked that girl to dance first, first anyway. You asked the old lady who knew how to dance. And those gals, not only were they thankful, they actually knew how to dance. And so you're taking out Tilly, you're taking out grandma on the dance floor you're twirling her around. She feels like it's 1947 all over again. She adores you, and you demonstrate that you actually knew how to dance. You you then escort Tilly back to her table. She's laughing and giggling. You made her a night. You made her you made her a year probably. You made her a year. She was all excited. She absolutely. She actually appreciated your ability to go and learn to dance and have that skill. Then you ask the girl that you wanted to fuck but probably not be with because she's a royal pain in the Quanta. Ha, ha, ha! That's that's how you had to play it. <clears throat> so you gran- you dance with Grandma Tilly and then uh, Grandma Tilly's granddaughter. Oh my God! Blah, 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 and then like, hey, how you doing? Would you like to dance? And then you go on a date or two and you're like, wow, you're a royal pain in the ass. And... I don't really even care if we have sex anymore or not, because you're that much of a pain in the ass. And that's uh, that's how it went, that's all. What the fuck have I gone? Holy shit. Um, I kind of meandered there a little bit. Clouds are out. It's cloudy. Maybe I will just tune into another bunch of movies today. What I got for movies. Hang on. Let me take a look. Let's take a look at what I got for movies. Huh Snoopy Akira. It's the new one. It got gross at the end. Iron Man uh, Ice Age. Face off. Richard Romigan. Let hey, some Victor Boring. Huh? Oh. The sun's out. Ah, I hate
1: it when the sun comes out. Easy, gotta go
0: outside and play. Oh. Almost an obligation. You have to, like, oh, the sun's out. Now you have to go out. Although the sun was out yesterday, all day yesterday, and I sat in with the blinds closed and I just played some video games and watched my movies. A la Adam Pig, I think Pigott took off two whole days. That brings up an interesting concept of a Sabbath. Taking some time off. Like, oh, you gotta relax, you gotta take your time off. It's true. It is true. Um. All right. Well, look. That's the Clary podcast. I'm sorry. It wasn't a, a little bit more exciting. I uh, know that probably we uh, should have had you know DT on. He wants something live. The old Capmeister's just a little tired. Just a little tired. Gonna take a respite. And uh, that's about it. So uh, check out the sponsors. Uh, what is the latest one we got? School of Errors by Dr. David Perodin. Mastering Women by Linda Gross. You can check her out at the Men's Advocate show. I gotta tune into that. She she did a good job interviewing. Uh she really did. I uh I really did appreciate her. Uh, I listened to Silvio Canto too. I haven't talked to Silvio. I love visiting Silvio. I visited him only once. That was the problem. <laughs> Him and him and Leslie Eastman, oh just what wonderful people. Just wonderful people. And um I don't know if they've ever met. Those two had a show together, but I don't think they ever met. And I remember visiting Silvio, and it was it was just like hanging out with a buddy, you know, like this, hey, what's going on? Hey, you know. He's tall, he's tall, he, and he's a dapper man. His sons, holy cow. Woo! No, homo, but, I mean, those boys are good-looking, good-looking dudes, good-looking in the military and everything like that. All right, all right, that's it. All right, we'll see you guys later. Buy all my books, blah, 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 review them. Cappy out, toodles.